Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber Teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber Teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find yours in online or in a store near you at zincom slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here. At a time when we are all pulling together to fight coronavirus, COVID-19, I have something for you. An all-free e-chapter on coronavirus crimes and how to fight them. Don't be a coronavirus crime victim from door-to-door sales of fake cures and tests, vaccines. That's not real. To robocalls that are trying to scam you, to fake ads, to phishing you online, to fake cures that are being sold on the internet and on infomercials right now. You've got to arm yourself against these crimes. Please download our free e-chapter, Coronavirus Crimes. Don't be a victim. Go to CrimeOnline.com. You'll see it there. Hit the link and download it for free. Arm yourself against criminals and scam artists, cons, that will not only take advantage of you, but take advantage of you, your parents, your grandparents, and people you love at a time when we are all fighting the virus. I hope you go to CrimeOnline.com and download this. It's been highly researched and presented for you for free. Goodbye, friend. Keep the faith. We see it every day on the television. We read about it in all the headlines. The numbers of coronavirus victims mounting. But what about the victims that we never hear about? The victims that are dying behind closed doors. The victims that truly cannot be heard, that do not have a voice. I'm talking about child abuse victims during coronavirus lockdown and quarantine. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. These cases I am bringing to you, I want you to brace yourself, are some of the worst I have heard of at a time so difficult for all of our country, our children are suffering. Take a listen to WCTV CBS 11 News, Aaron Jones. 
police were called to Lira's home Sunday night after getting a tip that a child was being kept in the shed behind her house. They say she initially claimed her six-year-old grandson was with his mother, but when police ordered her to open the shed, they found him inside with his hands tied behind his back. According to our source, the grandmother claimed it was the first time she left him in the shed. Her boyfriend said it had been happening for at least two weeks. The boy told investigator he's been made to sleep in the shed for as long as school has been out. A six-year-old boy found locked in a shed with his hands tied behind him. And the grandmother's excuse is, uh, it's the first time that happened. Other neighbors and witnesses say, oh, no, 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 this is not the first time this has happened. Take a listen now to our friends, Andrea Lucia, DBC TV, CBS. Shock, outrage, just some of the community reaction after a six-year-old boy was rescued from a padlocked shed in Dallas over the weekend. Today, we're learning more. Juan Vaquero, Sunday night, heard the voice of his landlord's six-year-old grandson. He traced it to this shed behind his trailer. He's the one who made the call to Child Protective Services. He collected evidence, too. ¿Tienes cobijas? ¿Tienes alguna cama? No. This is the conversation he recorded with the boy still locked in the shed. Dallas police soon arrived. They say they found the boy standing in the pitch dark shed with rats and insects, his hands tied behind his back with shoelaces. They arrested the boy's grandmother, Esmeralda Lira, and her boyfriend, Jose Valderas. Their only explanation, an accusation. The boy stole food. Right there. Right there in a metropolitan area in Texas. Joining me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, court TV anchor at ashleywilcott.com. Dr. Angela Arnold, renowned psychiatrist, joining us from the Atlanta area. Cloyd Steiger, 36 years, Seattle PD, 22 in homicide and author of Seattle's forgotten serial killer, Gary Jean Grant at cloydsteiger.com. Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University and author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon. But right now to Crime on Online.com investigative reporter Nicole Parton. Nicole, as a mother of, I think, four, this has got to outrage you to no end. I mean, a little six-year-old child, you know how small and frail a six-year-old child is? Locked in a shed day and night, hands tied behind him for weeks on end? Nicole, what happened? I do, Nancy, and this really hits home. I have a six-year-old child, oh. and as I was reading over this story, it hit me to the core. Here is this helpless six-year-old little boy found inside this nasty rat-infested shed, piled high with junk from floor to ceiling. Police found him standing in a blue Rubbermaid container, hands tied behind his back with shoelaces, ligature marks on his hands, so scared, so hungry, a plastic bag beside him that he was supposed to use to go to the bathroom in. He had been there for two weeks at least. And then as some sort of defense, they say he tried to steal food. Why does he have to steal food to start with? Why does he believe he, the six-year-old little child, has to steal food? 
And then the punishment for stealing food is they lock him with a padlock in a shed with his hands tied behind him, ligature marks on his little hands, his wrists, where he's trying to get free, but he can't. And he's in there with a plastic bag with his hands behind his back to try to TT and poop in a plastic bag with rats, insects in the dark. Just got Morgan. How can I prove this case? Give me everything you would look for in that shed to help me get felony child abuse on not only this grandmother, but her boyfriend, too. It's I tell you what, the evidence is going to begin with this little boy's body. And I hope that the child welfare people have taken really good photographs. This child is going to have multiple injuries that are going to extend back in time. That means that they will be. Uh, evidence of injuries where they're healing and then you've got new ones. Nicole just mentioned just a second ago that not only were his hands bound behind his back with shoelaces, but he also had ligature marks on his hands as well. That means that these bindings have been readjusted probably multiple times. Another major thing here is going to be probably malnourishment. This child is supposed to fit within your mama, you know that ch- children are supposed to fit within a certain range at six years of age. My suspicion is he's going to be greatly diminished. His body will have begun to literally digest itself, all the fat stores and everything else. Dehydration is going to kick in. And then on top of that, all the injuries that he may have sustained as a result of being around this vermin. You've got rats in there. You've got bugs. People don't realize this. I've covered uh, one uh, just tons and tons of child abuse cases. Did you know that cockroaches actually bite people? Uh, They bite children. Uh, This happens repeatedly over and over and again. So he will probably have insect bites all over his body, and these will be in various stages of healing. So this is going to go to time. And as you know, as a prosecutor, time is a big deal because you can show how long this has been going on. You know, I just got Morgan... I'm sure you remember the first, I do, the first time you ever heard of a, a blowfly. Yes. And what that is, is a, a state, a stage of a maggot, I think. And determine, d- depending on the stage of development of that insect, Medical examiners, scientists, etymologists, forensic etymologists, yes, there are forensic etymologists, can determine how long a body has been where it is. Agree or disagree, Joe Scott? Yes, I agree. I had heard of it, but I had to examine it and research it in depth with the death of a little girl named Danielle, um, murdered by her neighbor, Westmoreland. And what you're saying based on the bites on this child's body and the healing stage of the bites can also tell us how long the child had been there. Um, To Dr. Angela Arnold, renowned psychiatrist, joining me from the Atlanta jurisdiction. I'm so glad that all of you are here, but I need to shrink right now because how could an adult sit down to dinner while they know a six-year-old child is out in a shed tied up, unable to eat, having to urinate, defecate on themselves 
with roaches and no food and bug bites and rats in the shed. How do you do that? What do you call that? Compartmentalization? Yes. Yes. Uh, First of all, to be able to be so mean, you would have to compartmentalize that to some extent. To some extent, wouldn't you? Guess that's one and, way of putting it. And we're, you know, Nancy. The thing that bothers me about this is that it takes so much to be a parent. It takes so much to be a good parent to children, doesn't it? And we all, we all know that. Those of us that are good parents know that it takes, it takes some smarts too. And I hate to say this, but oftentimes we're dealing with people who are not very well educated. Uh-uh, no, making, no, no. La, 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 la. Okay, uh, I don't believe, they, I can't believe have... I'm doing this to Dr. Angela Arnold, who <laughs> I adore and actually learned something from. But you're going to have to cut her mic right now, Jackie. Uh, uh, no, it, no. <laughs> don't start with me about they may I'm be sorry. uneducated. One, we don't know that. And number two... Okay. You don't have to have a Ph.D. to know not to lock a six-year-old in a shed and tie them up with ligatures, leave them out there for at least two weeks straight with rats and cockroaches. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about a little boy who has been tied up in a shed, starving, defecating, urinating on himself, hands tied behind his back. And according to what we are learning, the child had been out there ever since school was let out because of coronavirus. Take a listen to our friends at WCTV-CBS, Doug Dunbar. Shock, outrage, just some of the community reaction after a six-year-old boy was rescued from a padlocked shed in Dallas over the weekend. Today, we're learning more about the nightmarish conditions. According to court documents, the child was often left tied up with shoelaces and left in that darkened shed with no food, no water. He was given a bag, apparently, to use as a restroom. 
The shed is said to also be infested with rats and insects. The boy's grandmother and her boyfriend are now jailed on felony child endangerment charges. Meanwhile, local advocates are urging the community to put their outrage to work. Just keep your eye out. You know, if you're at the grocery store or if you're walking your neighborhood and if you see something suspicious or something that makes your gut just not feel well, make a report. Two other children, by the way, were also remo removed from that home. They have been placed in CPS custody. Yeah, I want to go straight to um, cut three, WCTV, CBS 11. If you could play that, please. A man and woman are in jail after a six-year-old boy was found in a shed in Dallas with his hands tied behind his back. Police first spoke with the boy's grandmother at the home on Costin Drive around a six-year-old was with his mother. But a man living in the back of the property pointed toward the shed where the boy was found. The grandmother said he was only there that one time as punishment, but her boyfriend said for at least two weeks, the boy had been punished by being confined at the shed for stealing food. The six-year-old told officers it all started when he, quote, got out of school for this corona thing. I just let it in my head, imagining the twins out in a shed like that. Guys, here's another question. What I don't get to you, Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, court TV anchor at AshleyWilcott.com. Ashley. Why aren't we stacking them with charges such as lying to police? The grandmother lied to police when they first got there, saying, uh, lying about where he was. And we saw in cult mom Lori Vallow a charge against her that's worth about 12, 14 months behind bars for lying to police about the whereabouts of her children. Why is this one not charged? And how long can they face? P.S. It's just a little pit stop on their way to hell. We all know that. But if you could answer that for me, Ashley, why aren't we stacking up charges against these two devils? I've got so much to say on this, Nancy. When I'm on the bench, I see cases like this on a regular basis because I'm in juvenile court. What I also see, in my opinion, is that those who perpetrate these heinous crimes against children are not prosecuted to the full extent. What do I mean by that? They often face charges like child endangerment, but they don't often face all of the other charges that could go with it. Just like you're saying, interfering with a law enforcement investigation by lying to law enforcement. I don't know the answer to that. What I do know is it's not enough to prosecute for one charge of child endangerment, for instance, because you may face as few as two years, two years, Nancy, and then get out on probation. That's nothing for nothing. this type of crime. And because so especially now with coronavirus, I don't know that yeah. they would ever do jail time at all for what they exactly. did to this child. And catch this, just to top it all off, Cloyd Steiger Ashley is absolutely correct in everything she just said. Catch this, though. The guy, it wasn't the boyfriend, grandma's boyfriend, that called police. It was a neighbor, Juan Vaquero. And now, guess what, Cloyd? You just heard that reporter saying, if you see something, say something. Yeah, right. People are now struggling to stay 10 feet apart. Uh, they're covered in face masks. Nobody's going to say anything. We already know that, but this neighborhood, this neighbor, Juan Vaquero, calls police, and now he's going to have to move out. He's getting kicked out of his apartment because these people were his landlords. How's that for justice, Cloyd Steiger? Yeah, it's pretty outrageous, and, and you know, one of the things that uh, Ashley Wilcott said about the charges, I mean, you could charge a kidnap in this because he was restrained in that, in that uh 
shed for a long period of time, maybe torture charges of some sort of serious assault. But this is an outrageous thing that unfortunately uh, happens way too often. This one you heard about because they got caught, but it happens yep, way too often. Right. Because they yeah. got caught. Yeah. And now with uh, people hiding out from coronavirus, who's going to raise the alarm? When people say, if you see something, say something. Yeah, that's true, but nobody's doing it, much less now. And this guy, the Caro that does speak out, is now kicked out of his apartment. Guys, I want to switch gears to a Florida case. Take a listen to our friend at Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office, Office Bob Johnson. She kept him at home. She uh, cut him on the arms, the head, uh, made him sleep on a concrete floor, a dirty floor. And when she bathed them, she would make him get naked, get out in the front yard, and she'd spray him off with a hose. Um, she did everything to include punching him, beating him with a dog chain, and going as far as chipping his teeth with pliers, which, you know, I'm not making this up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible what people can do to other people. It really is. It's so disturbing. So um, Detective Denny with Major Crimes got it, hit the ground running. Two days later, put her in jail on one charge of aggravated child abuse, which is a first-degree felony, but more are coming. Um, he has gone so far as to interview other kids she adopted that grew up and left the home, and um, they are talking about similar abuse. So this is not just one case. This is several kids, and, um, of course, DCF has custody of all four kids now, and um, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't know how you fix something like that with a child after you do something so horrendous to them. Okay, Dr. Angela Arnold, renowned psychiatrist, joining me out of Atlanta. I'd like to kiss and make up, but you're here by satellite, so I can't quite reach you. But I'd like you to jump in on this because guess what, Dr. Angela? This woman, Patricia Heiler, arrested for beating her adopted son and I'm sure others, chipping his teeth. I hope you're, if you're not sitting down, you may want to oh. lay down, Dr. Angela, because she worked at a church daycare center as a oh. teacher talk about dr jekyll and mr hyde weigh in right. dr angela help me out well it's she was hiding behind she was hiding behind that wasn't she how do these people get to adopt children i don't understand it i thought it was hard to adopt children so she's hiding behind us and in the meantime she's working as a daycare worker but she could be doing that because she actually hates children Oh, that's not a good thought. Can that. you even right. imagine, Ashley Wilcott, how I would freak out, as would you, if you find out your child's been at the church daycare, which mine went to, Jackie Howard, for years at our, our Methodist church we go to. Long story short, you find out that she's a child abuser and of this magnitude, Ashley. Listen, it happens, Nancy. This is not the only case of this I know. And here's the point. Is that point. supposed you to make me feel research. better, Ashley Wilcott? No, no, but it's you do me feel what worse. every parent should do. I know. But you do what every parent should do, yeah. Nancy. You research, you visit, you drop by, you do surprise visits, wherever your children are, to make certain that they're not with an abuse. Washing him in the front yard with a hose as he stood naked? It just... Uh, Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com uh, investigative reporter. What happened? Nancy, another horrific. I mean, the details of this just blow me away. And as an adoptive mom who fought like H-E-L-L to adopt, I can't imagine 
a mother doing this to a child, 14 years old. She had pulled him out of school because she knew she was going to get caught, cutting him with a kitchen knife on the upper arms, on his legs, on his torso, cutting them on the back of the head, jabbing a kitchen knife into his head to the point that it stuck in his skull and she pulled it out, whipping him with a metal dog chain. And as we heard, taking pliers and chipping his teeth, telling him that she wasn't, he wasn't loved by his birth mom, telling him that she didn't love him either, all while she was abusing him, and telling the siblings in the house, I treat him this way because I don't like redheads, and he's redheaded. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here. At Crime Stories, we work so hard every day to stay in touch with you and broadcast our program with the very latest crime and justice news. Crime Stories. Our friends at Sirius XM now making it even easier to get Crime Stories while so many of us are doing our part to stay home and stay safe. If you don't have a subscription to Sirius XM, here's your chance to listen for free. That's right, free. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash stream free. SiriusXM.com slash stream free. Go now. You can listen through your phone, your computer, your laptop, or any of your connected devices. Don't miss Crime Stories every weekday at high noon Eastern. It's on SiriusXM channel 111, the Triumph channel. Free listening runs till May. Sirius. XM, thank you for being our partner. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, I know this is difficult to hear. But this is happening now. Right under our noses. This devil, I don't know, I guess she's Beelzebub. She is a devil's hench person. 
beating an adopted child, going through all the effort to get the child, and treating in this way, I just can't say rot in hell enough for this woman. Take, uh, it, uh, it's making me physically sick to my stomach. And you know, the one thing I hate the most, Jackie, not the most, but it's right up there, is the dentist. No offense. Turns out my dentist was on one of my juries once. <laughs> um, I think it was um, bank robbery. Anyway, this child had his teeth chipped off with pliers. I want you to take a listen to our friends uh, at Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office. Listen. I'm in year 38 of law enforcement, and I've seen a lot of bad things, but this is pretty bad. Um, it's a child abuse case, and we received it back on the 22nd of April. It was given to major crimes on May the 6th, and they made an arrest May the 8th. The individual in question, you're going to see her picture up here, Patricia Diane Heiler, 47 years old, lives in Chalet Circle Pace. She adopted four children, and all four were abused, but there was one that interested And she abused this child um, pretty severely and then took him out of school, homeschooled him for two years because she knew if she sent him to school, obviously somebody reported. Man, how evil. So l l let me ask you this. Um, in your opinion to you, Ashley Woolcott, how is coronavirus, the pandemic, affecting child abuse? Oh, gosh, it is a horrible, horrible um uh, indicator of, of, I don't know, that's not the right word, Nancy. It's escalating. Absolutely. Es escalating. Yeah. yeah. Through the roof. Because the stresses are higher and people have children home all day instead of sending them to school. And so those who are likely to abuse are doing it even more. Or those who may not think that they're going to abuse their child are ending up abusing their child. There are fewer reports because of the schools not being in session, because teachers aren't laying eyes on children, because children aren't out and about. They're in their house. And so now a neighbor may not think anything of the fact they never see a child in the neighborhood because all the children are supposed to be inside. And so they're inside being abused and nobody can report it. So it is um, a very, very scary time for children. You know, to Dr. Angela Arnold, psychiatrist joining us, Dr. Angela, I see three things. I'm certainly not a an md like you i'm just a jd but looking at it as a lawyer if i were to try to prove the nexus between coronavirus lockdown and escalating skyrocketing child abuse stats a friend of mine at the battered women's hotline where i used to work says they can't take physically take all the calls that are coming in right now that's how bad it is um, but and Nancy, uh, those are those are the people that have access to a phone, and and that what will about call. people that don't have access to a phone? Exactly. But as it relates to children, Ashley pointed out one one prong: the schools are closed. I I can't yes. tell you how many teachers and school workers have alerted me to child abuse. So that layer of protection is gone. Number two, right. there's more time for the abuser to be with the target, the victim, the child, because there's eight, ten hours, they're home now, that they weren't home before, and three, escalating tension, I'm out of work, I don't have money coming in, I can't pay the rent, there's my child, I think I'll beat him, um, th th it doesn't make any sense, it's like kicking the dog when your boss yells at you, that's what's happening. 
let's add a fourth one to those okay. that you might that you may not have thought about. What about people who have to go to work, who are who are essential, let's say, healthcare workers, and they have to ask someone to watch their children, maybe a boyfriend, who doesn't have any patience with those children because they're not that person's children. What There's do you make of this target child, Dr. Angela? Um, b- because I first saw this when I was actually prosecuting a murder case, the murder of a brother of an APD, homicide. Uh, I and believe that the... the I noticed sorry, I it's a big family, like I think eight or 11 children, and one girl was targeted for child abuse by the dad. And many people... Well, she told me she thought the mom knew. Long story short, why is one child targeted? I don't buy this business about she didn't like redheads. Something else. Why is one child often singled out for the heinous abuse? I think that they can I think that they can scare all of the other children by the horrific things that they are able to keep on one of the children. Now, oftentimes they abuse other children in the house also. It's just not to the same extent that they abuse the target child. But perhaps it allows the other children, instead of ganging up on them and and abusing the abusers, right, it allows the other children, well, maybe there's some sort of hope because maybe I'm going to get out of this because they abuse this one more than they abuse me. There are all kinds of psychological reasons where there could be a target child. But I do agree with you. I don't believe it's necessarily because that child is a redhead. I do believe that as the abuse continues, Nancy, that it, that it becomes easier and easier to heap all of that abuse on that poor child. That is just becoming, uh, it's horrific to leave them out in a, in a woodshed for two weeks at a time. You know, this child actually had his teeth cracked with pliers on purpose by this adoptive mom. To Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, we understand that there were other foster children that had aged out. find out about this 14-year-old adoptive child. How did they find out about the abuse? It was one of the other children in the home who actually contacted authorities um, via text message, I believe, began to communicate that the abuse was taking place. They were trying to sneak food um, to their brother, trying to get get food to him. And when she would find food in his mouth, she would literally open his mouth up and remove the food from him. And I think the other siblings saw it to the point that they had to reach out for help. They have all um, since being interrogated and questioned, they've all said, yes, we were all abused, but not to the extent of him. The older children who aged out of the home are now being interviewed, and they too are saying, through the years, we were abused as well. You know what's amazing to me? Not only did she work at a child, at a church daycare, listen to this. This woman, Heiler, was arrested and charged with just one felony account of aggravated child abuse in Pace, Florida. That's Santa Rosa County. That's down on the Panhandle near Fort Walton and Destin. Um, Beautiful sugar white beaches and this evil is going on there. The sheriff says one of the worst cases of child abuse they have ever seen in 38 years. Listen to this. The mother of four's most recent place of work is teacher at Capstone Academy for young children with disabilities. 
How much do you think she abused them and they could never say anything because they're disabled? Maybe some of them autistic. Maybe some of them with handicaps that make it hard for them to speak or communicate. Can you imagine what she has been doing with them? Uh, also teacher at local church daycare center as a church secretary. Oh, man. Look at that sad sack face. Oh, boo-hoo. Don't look sad at me. Target child chain leash, chip front teeth with pliers, and cut him with a knife, according to Florida Defects. Well, once again, Department of Family and Children late to the scene. She's looking at right now one count of aggravated child abuse. Nicole Parton, isn't that 20 years max? Or does it is it 20 to life in that jurisdiction? Um, it's, it's 20 max. And oh. as was said earlier, yeah, as was said earlier, unfortunately, most of these people never serve the time mm -hmm. that is deserved. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're now switching gears and crossing the country to an Indiana story about a little girl just eight years old. Let me hear our Dave Mack, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter in Cut 14. Cumberland, Indiana police were called just after 4 p.m. on April the 6th to assist an emergency medical crew with an unresponsive 8-year-old girl at the apartment of Kimberly Grossclose. Grossclose and her boyfriend, Derek Dale, told officers that shortly after the girl went to take a bath, they heard a thump from the bathroom and found the girl unconscious slumped over the side of the tub. The couple said they moved her to a bedroom where they began CPR. Grossclose and Dale told police that the girl had been sexually molested outside of the home about a month before, although she didn't seem to want to talk about the incident. They were afraid the girl may have tried to drown herself, and she'd spit up water while they were trying to resuscitate her. During their investigation, Grossclose and Dale both admitted that they didn't call 911 immediately after finding the girl unresponsive. 
in the bathtub. Afraid. Did I just hear that correctly? Afraid. They didn't do CPR because they were afraid she'd spit up water. Did they just say that? What, they were afraid they were going to get water on their bedspread? And how do you say with a straight face, your eight-year-old daughter has been sex molested and you never call police? I may not call police. I would go out and buy a gun because you know how I feel about guns and take care of the molester myself. I know that's wrong, but... So they didn't even bother to call 911? Did I get that correct, Nicole Parton? That's correct, Nancy. They waited at least 10 minutes uh, from the time that they found her unconscious, saying that they removed her from the bathtub to the bedroom, wanted to dress her because they're trying to cover up their crime, dressed her, and finally, minutes later, they called 911. Guys, take a listen now to... Dave Mack, cut 15. In further interviews with police, Grossclose said that she had left for work around 7 a.m. that morning. At some point during the day, one of the kids used a green marker to make a mess on the bathroom counter, and Dale found an empty marker in the girl's closet. Grossclose says that she confronted the girl about the incident when she arrived home around 3.30 p.m. and that the girl had lied when asked who made the mess. Grossclose explained that she is the only one to discipline the children and that she uses a belt because, quote, she has very sensitive hands. She also added the kids bruise easily. Medics transported the 8-year-old girl to an area hospital where she was pronounced dead shortly after arrival. A nurse notified police that the child had extensive fresh injuries that indicated physical and sexual abuse. Also, there was no water in her lungs and her death was determined to be caused by non-accidental trauma and suffocation. An autopsy revealed the girl had severe trauma to her torso, back, buttocks, legs, arms, hands, genitals, and the back of her neck and head. Looping marks on her abdomen led investigators to believe that she may have been beaten with jumper cables. Child also had trauma to her face that is consistent with someone holding her nose and mouth shut. During a search of the apartment, a set of jumper cables found in the master bedroom. Gross Close is 32, charged with the murder of her 8-year-old daughter, also charged with aggravated battery, neglect of a dependent resulting in death, and battery resulting in serious bodily injury. Her boyfriend, 29-year-old Derek Dale, charged as a co-defendant with neglect of a dependent resulting in death. Somebody better get charged with sex molestation. Because I'm not going to rest until they are. You know, to Cloyd Steiger, 36 years Seattle PD, 22 of that homicide. Cloyd, I don't know how you did it when a defendant would say something like, you've got a dead eight-year-old child who's been sex molested, beaten with jumper cables. And they say, the mom says, oh, I had to beat her with whatever she said, a whip or... or Jumper cables, because I, the mom, have sensitive hands. And it would hurt my hands if I hit her with my bare hand. I mean, how do you not just hit her right in the face? And I'm against police brutality. But to say I have sensitive hands while your daughter is lying there dead and you're lying to police about the COD, that she tried to drown herself because she'd been sex molested. Gee, I wonder by who. She's eight years old, Cloyd. Can you believe this mom yeah, said, I have sensitive hands? Yeah, you know, um, I've investigated a lot of murders of children. And you see, people always say, how do you sit there and listen to it? Well, you know, I could, I could reach over and punch them and have that uh, one second of, of pleasure, or I could just let them reel out the rope, reel out the yeah, rope. Yeah, because once you do punch them, them, that could ruin the case. Yeah. That comes in, case yeah. is thrown out, bam. No, no, no. Yeah, I'd absolutely. rather them rot in prison en route to hell. So I'm just trying exactly. to figure out 
you know, you have extreme self-control, Cloyd Steiger. Extreme. You know, as my husband always says when I go, oh, I'll call the cable company. He goes, no, 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 no. Let's not let the cable company get too close to the flame, okay? Because I want to watch Midsummer Murders tonight, and if you call cable, it will be cut off. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking about what this child went through to you. Joseph Scott Morgan, forensic expert. Did you hear that litany of evidence? Yes, yes, I did, Nancy. It's Hit a me. laundry list of things that's gone on forever and ever and ever, and it's a multitude of things. You don't just have uh, a strike, a single strike. You've got all of these, and they're all over the body on multiple planes. Uh, you've got these, these, uh, these injuries on her back. Uh, on her front, on her sides, her legs, her thighs, her arms, all the way up her chest. That looping injury that they're talking about on the abdomen is uh, oh, oh, particularly oh, oh. glaring. Just Scott, hold on. Just tell yeah. me that they have the death penalty in that jurisdiction. Please Google it. Okay, go ahead, please, Joseph. Yeah. The, the looping injury that they have on the abdomen is an indication of the jumper cables being used uh, to strike her with. I've, I've worked a number of these cases where uh, water hoses are also very popular uh, with abusers. And this is ongoing behavior. This is not something that just started. Uh, and also uh, the other troubling part that you had mentioned, there's evidence of sexual abuse here. Now we're not gonna go into the graphic nature of that. I refuse to do that on the air, but let me tell you something. This will be thoroughly documented at autopsy, okay? And they will have a plethora of photographs. Yeah, this is gonna escalate from uh, you know, this this kind of vanilla thing that they've gotten that they're going on here with with the charges to something much more horrible. I'd also be curious to know if this child had been photographed uh, by these two people, if there was filming going on. You've got two people that don't have the same last name that they're adults in charge in the house. It always raises a, a red flag with me anytime I see this sort of thing because I think that the child is pleasure. And so this is going to escalate even further if the cops apply the pressure to this and do what they need to do to really do a deep dig on this. You know, I'm getting conflicting reports as to whether this little child, this eight-year-old little girl, died from blunt force trauma or asphyxiation. I'm getting two conflicting reports. What do you know, Joe Scott? Well, I got to tell you, they talked about an indication that her mouth had been held shut. And if folks will, at home, and you're aware of this, Nancy, but if folks at home between the gum and the lip will feel that little piece of tissue that's up there, it's called a frenulum. Uh, you have them on the lower and the upper gums. Uh, this gives us an indication uh, that this has been ripped. The individuals have uh, have had uh, pressure applied to this area, and it rips away over a period of time, and this is being documented. They've done their job here. Uh, the child has been struck in the head multiple times. I'm thinking that they're probably looking for petechiae in this case. They're saying that she was essentially suffocated as opposed to like a ligature uh, strangulation. Mm -hmm. They may very well have put a bag over this child's head, Nancy. I don't understand this to Nicole Parton. Is it true that the live-in is not charged with murder? That's correct, Nancy, because the mother admitted to authorities finally saying that she was the only one who physically struck the child. I expect that's all going to change uh, after grand jury. Do they have the death penalty? Yes. Okay, they've got the death penalty. Let's see if they use it 
you know, if you're going to have it, don't start arguing with me about whether we're going to have it or not. If we are going to have it, this lady is the perfect candidate. An eight-year-old girl, dead at the hands of this evil mother. Is it because the child is home due to coronavirus escalating the violence in the home? We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom? This is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.